Uh, my plan is to become uh, one of the cartel members, and it is what it is. So, ain't nobody gonna be intimidated by you. Like, oh, I, I didn't say. Did I say I was? Did I say I was the muscle? I didn't say all that. Yeah, but they gotta respect I'm, I'm, you, and they gonna look at I'm you. I'm gonna be in the communications department in the cartel. All right. No, my sister's gonna be naked, bagging up. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, you a trip, bro. Here we go. Episode four. Sorry, Toby Sports Pod. Back on a consistent basis again. It's your boy, John. I'm here. I'm tired, but you know the vibes. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got we got uh Miles Ford over there at first base. Batter ninth in the lineup. Hitting two home runs. Yes, sir. Hey. And then we got um our Oh, we we need to clap it up for our, um, our Bleacher Report writer over here. You know, he made made it to Bleacher Report. My man, uh, JT. We'll use his actual name to give him some respect for the work he's doing. Yeah, shout out to Justin, yo. Like, you really doing good things over there, man. Writing for the NFL, man. Yo, you're going to be famous one day, kid. Don't forget about us when you blow up. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, guys. Thank you. What's up, everybody? It's me, JT. <laughs> Man, that's funny. Well, I guess since we since we talking NFL and stuff, like, uh, so Andrew Luck, he uh, retired at 29 years old this week. That was one of the worst transitions ever. How but, you? Feel- right. <laughs> well, fuck you, John. Oh my. <laughs> but uh, I was just trying to get right into it, but you know yeah, what? No, no, let's, let's go ahead. Let's Clearly, John needs a little more foreplay. Nah, you you say what you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I like oh, to be man. fully warmed up. You know, you got you got to preheat the oven. Yeah, oh, stick the turkey in. You, dude. <laughs> hey, who's sticking what and where? Oh no! Oh god, what's going on over here? Massive. Um, <laughs> oh no, no, not this again. <laughs> but um, yeah, as you were saying, um, Andrew Luck retiring. What are you? What are you guys? Thoughts and just thoughts, like for me, um, my, initially I was like, it's actually at like a family thing, and I was like telling my cousins, they're like, "What? No, why?" And my whole thing was like, "Why? Like, it's Andrew Luck. Everything just seemed like a given." And then my reaction was like, "Come on, man! Like, what, what are you doing?" Especially because like it was so vague on the reasoning. And then after I'm like, "I yeah, no, I totally understand it, and I respect the decision." Like my initial reaction was just so much like, "What the fuck?" And then I'm like. I, I understand the injury history, like the consistently um, being hurt like that for so long and, and that you, you're not really able to enjoy yourself. This is just rehab, play, get hurt, rehab, play, get hurt. Like where, where is the time to actually live your life and enjoy your life? And I really do think that uh, Pat McAfee said it best, you know, the ex teammate of him where he was literally like, you know, this is a generational talent, you know, one of those supposed to be chosen quarterbacks or whatever. And it's like, you just wish you could have seen him play more, but understand the decision. Like now I do. Yep. I mean, it was, I remember exactly what I was doing. I was in my room watching the uh, Jets uh, preseason game, uh, just kind of watching to uh, 
just see like some of those backups that are, you know, those fringe players. And I get an update because I have the uh, Adam Schefter like tweet alerts and I see, yeah, Andrew Lux retiring. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what? So at first, my first thought was, wait, okay, maybe this is just a mistake. And maybe it's the, the sports talk Barry guy somehow. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what my first thought was. Trolling everyone. Yep. And then I'm just looking and, and the, the, the reports are being confirmed. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. And then like even on the broadcast of the Jets broadcast, like they even talked about like we just got breaking news. Andrew Luck's retiring, blah, blah. And yeah, my initial reaction was that of, well, like, dang, like what, like what could have caused this? Like I knew he was going, you know, suffering through that, the, the, the calf and ankle injury, like mm-hmm. going through that all preseason. But I was like, dang. And then like you actually see all the the stuff coming out and like the reasoning. And then he does the press conference. Like, okay, I understand. I thought it was in poor taste by the, uh, the Colts fans that were there that booed. They should be ashamed of themselves because in their defense though, they didn't really know why he retired. They just got, they just got news that he did. But even still, like what if, all right, it's not the case, but God forbid, what if the report was, all right, Andrew Luck's retiring because Andrew Luck has cancer, right? You're going to boo him without knowing the exact situation. I also feel like the headline, because like even the headline I got from Bleacher Report, originally it was just like, Andrew Luck's retiring. It was just like, what the fuck? Like, is this even real? And then the second thing was, Andrew Luck's retiring, mentally worn down. And then when you hear that, your initial reaction is just like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, are, is, are you Ricky Williams right now? Or is like, they're more at play? I think that they just did a bad job with the headlines in general. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was very vague. If they had explained the why to it, then people wouldn't have reacted as much as they did. So I was chilling in Jimmy Sifu in in Baltimore when this news broke. And my first reaction is, what the fuck? That news broke. I'm like, what the hell do you mean he's he's mentally down? Like, he just came off the best season in his career. Like, what do you mean that he's unable to play anymore? Then when they got more deep into it and talk about his injuries, I mean, okay, it makes sense. He had separated ribs, lacerated kidneys. Bro, he almost yep. lost a kidney, man. Oh, wait, I have the list right here, right? In six years of playing, right? Six, only six. Torn cartilage in two ribs, partially torn abdomen, a lacerated kidney, which made him pee blood for a while, a torn labrum in his throwing shoulder, and at least one documented concussion, along with the calf and ankle injury that he had uh, coming into this season. He should have sued his offensive line for assault charges. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing, because I, I believe it was Warren Sharp on Twitter who like kind of mapped it out for everybody and said like, yeah, the, the real culprit here, the person you should be ma- angry at is not Andrew Luck. It should be Ryan Grigson, who was the, uh, the coach GM from 2012 to 2016. That mm-hmm. guy skimped. I mean, when you talk about bargain barrel players at offensive line, like there was um, one year he had a guy who was a former basketball and NCAA basketball player came into the league as a tight end who they changed to offensive line. Their offensive line was one of the cheapest in the league in 2015. And look what happens. That year, Andrew Luck gets hurt. I mean, is there a coincidence there? I think not. Yeah. And then, you know. I just felt like whenever you see him play, it's him making throws and getting hit. Just making throws, getting hit, like repeatedly. You know what I mean? Yeah. He has the video. I mean, the videos come out every year. Or like him mic'd up and he's just walloped by a defensive lineman or a linebacker. And he pops right back up. It's like, all right, hey, good hit, big boy. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love, I love the video. <laughs> But I'm happy that he he left the game on his own terms. He didn't let the injuries end his career. He just took a step back and said, you know what? Before this gets any worse than it actually is, I'm going to cut my losses where it's at. Mm-hmm. 
And going back to what we were talking about with the fans, I feel like if the fans had had some context, then them booing Andrew Luck at the middle of the game wouldn't even have been an issue because I, I didn't have any context either, and I was I was upset. I think that the fans' initial reaction is, yo, this is one of the best players that we've ever seen. This is a franchise quarterback, and now they're just never going to get to see him play again. I understand that. And like, also, like the timing, like mm-hmm. to announce it during the game, I didn't really get. But see, and that's the thing because I, he said in the in the press conference he wanted it to go down. He wanted to make a formal one on Sunday. Yeah. But and I like and you kind of can't fault Adam Schefter because that's his job. He gets you know he gets information. He tweets it out like that's his. He's literally the best NFL insider we have. You know. Yeah. Around, but that that in itself, I'm like, all right. Like, could they not have just said or told Adam Schefter this news and been like, yo, keep it under wraps until tomorrow? Yeah, you could have just said like, oh, Andrew Luck's going to call a press conference to determine future of the on the season or some, something like that. Yeah. Mm. Or just even a broken news later that night. I think that probably would have been the best course of action because the, the, the press conference was coming the next day regardless. Yeah. And yeah. then we, we would have gotten a full explanation versus like when it broke. And you can tell it was rushed. Because the headline itself, it wasn't complete. It didn't make sense at first, and then we were left to speculate as to what was ha- what was going on. So I, I didn't, I didn't really like that. I do agree with you. Like it's so messed up because it's like he just seems like a genuine good guy, and then you know that he's, you know, he he really has given it all for that team, and it's like, oh it's yeah, crazy to think that you know that joy was kind of taken away from him, especially when it's like to make it to the NFL. Like I, you 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 gotta love. You really gotta love the game, you know what I mean? Like, unless you're just supremely talented and like gifted athletically, where you can be like, all right, I'll just casually go into the NFL because I can, because I'm just that good. Where it's like, you really gotta love the game, and for him to be like, what I've been going through is making me not love the game, and because of that, I know that I'm not gonna be able to give it all to this team, even though I love this team, you know? Yeah. Like it's real difficult, and I love, I love the support the players are showing. Absolutely love it. And I think it's interesting, like piggybacking off of that. I just saw Gronk. Yeah, I just saw Gronk uh, yeah. in in his like he was. I think he's going into like can, the, the cannabis business or something like the CBD oil. My TV was on mute when it was happening, but I saw the CBD thing in the back. I'm like, yo, this is the most Gronk shit of all time. Got to get the CT out somehow. But I mean, I think it's crazy because <laughs> even Gronk, even Gronk said that he had lost the love of the game. Like he still, he started tearing up. Like he said, yeah, he just got to a point where I didn't want to play anymore because I'm waking up every Monday and Tuesday feeling like I can't move. Like I got hit by you know, three trucks, you know, the previous day. And I think a lot of people, a lot of these like fanatics, you know, fans just don't understand that. They think that these players are invincible. They think they're, they're not human beings like the rest of us. Yeah. They get paid millions of dollars, but I mean, you see the punishment they're taking. The average person cannot survive a hit from like a Vince Wilfork, you know, they can't, they can't survive a Landon Collins, you know, spear, you know, when you're not looking. So they get paid millions of dollars because they can do stuff that we can't, but we also got to remember that, they are also human as well. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to take a Bobby Wagner tackle. I salute dudes like Gronkowski that played as long as they did and continue to to take such a beating. And Gronkowski was another dude that really got hurt by injuries throughout his oh, career. Oh yeah, with, oh. His, with, with his with his elbow and it's just it's just messed up. You can't really. I, I think with Gronk though, I feel like. He kind of was already on, I wouldn't say a downfall, but he was already missing so much time with injuries. Most people mm. was already like. His career was, was you could tell that was going to be cut short early. 
Yep, exactly. And I think that's why a lot of a lot of people weren't really upset at it. But even with what he did, it's like he's still considered one of the best tight ends in NFL history. Oh no, yeah, he's gonna go down as easily top three in history. I mean, you, you think about like guys like Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez. Like they had numbers because they lasted long, but I mean Gronk was easily gonna pass him if he stayed in the league like three or four more years. Yep, that's all it is with Gronk. And I think um, just going back to what I was talking about with injuries, it's like, yo, after you continually taking those injuries and it's like the Colts was just starting to get good and they was even considered considered to to be even a Super Bowl team this year. And the fact that like he left on the table to him, like I give get, give Andrew Luck a lot of credit. Easily know? could have been pressured into playing this season very easily. But and you know what's really sickening, though? The sports personalities that were chastising luck oh you saw did you see what doug gottlieb said yeah, man doug oh. gottlieb and oh, then even uh God. did you and then even dan dockage which is surprising to me because i'm like dan dockage you you do basketball stuff like how are you even qualified to speak on the football matters you know but i mean dan, doug gottlieb is just how could you be that sick of a person i want to hear this oh you didn't see the tweet no no retiring because rehab got too hard is the most millennial thing oh like, ever yes, yes 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 i didn't realize that was him for one you're not a you're not a uh a nfl quarterback you have no idea what this man has gone through his body is literally a walking operation game of operation like he even done what okay let's see undrafted in the nba draft he got the receipts he got bro what the fuck is the united states basketball league exactly and then played in israel mm-hmm. but it's like this is like when um uh, back when um steve not Stephen a when i oh, when James, <laughs> he said skip wasn't you wasn't this you average 3.1 points per game you seen the year of high school that was Jalen Rose put that up on him. Yeah, right? he said, "Did oh, you play man. JV your junior year?" Oh my god, that was that's just crazy. Oh, man. But uh, but not like this is someone who's probably never even had an injury that he had to rehab from. Like that's insane. Like, so you mean to tell me you're going to tell the guy that had a lacerated kidney and and torn labrums and and like cracked ribs? Oh yeah, you know, just just rehab it back. Yeah, you'll be like, fine. What? Nonsense. When it's a constant cycle, it's like the mental aspect of the game. Like the mental aspect of life. Absolute nonsense. So, like, the mentality for, like, some of these guys is, all right, if you can walk, you should be able to play. So, if he's hurting, right, and he goes out there to practice, the guys expect him to be, you know, fine. Then he goes in the games, fans expect him to be fine. And he can't just say, oh, I'm hurt, you know, because if you're able to, to walk and you're able to throw the football, you should be good. There's just a lot of pressure on that guy. For sure. So let me ask y'all, do you think that Luck will ever return to the NFL? I don't know. Uh, it's, I think it's still too early to tell. I wouldn't be surprised. How about that? I wouldn't be surprised if he did, uh, but I, and I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. You know, But, I mean, he really doesn't have to. He has, a, he has a degree from Stanford in architecture. I think they're giving him that. They're letting him keep that money, too. And they're letting him keep the, uh, the $24 million. Which people have like have been like upset about, like, oh, how come Andrew Luck gets to keep the twenty four million and Megatron had to give the money back and Barry Sanders had to give the money back when he retired? And my thing is that that's not an NFL thing; that's an organization thing. The Lions decided to have Megatron give that money back. That's on the Lions. <laughs> like that's not a Colts problem. Mm-hmm. Colts are like, hey, take your money, and we don't care. Yeah, like we appreciate all that you've done. You yeah, know? you can't um, can't be mad at them for that. 
Oh, speaking of surprises, when it happened, I was on Twitter and stuff, and I was seeing um some of the conspiracies, like about Andy Luck retiring before the actual details came out, mm-hmm. and they were like, because his dad is a commissioner of the XFL. If you guys don't know, that's a uh, Vince McMahon's bringing back like a football league, you know, done through all the WWE team and all that shit like that. Apparently, his dad is a commissioner in the XFL, and they were like, because it was so abrupt, there was a lot of chatter. Apparently, that was like, oh he's going to retire and go join the XFL and yeah. basically give the XFL that like star that they need to like actually be substantial. Imagine that you go <laughs> retire from one physical league to go to another physical league with, with less regulations. Yo, I could, yo, less regulations, less exposure and way less money. Yeah, absolutely not. That was coming out when, no, it probably wouldn't have been way less money depending on how the situation turned out. They basically could have gave him all the money in the league and signed everyone else for scraps. <laughs> all the money they no no all the money in the league still wouldn't equal the amount of money that that he would make on the Colts. I mean, Vince McMahon got money, bro. He don't got that. He don't got NFL type money. No, no, no. But, um, but yeah, no, it's it's really wild. But that was that's another thing that plays the headlines because that came was happening like right at the beginning before details actually came out, you know. But that would have been pretty wild if that were the case. And um. Kaz is right because I saw he tweeted about that and he was like, "Yeah, Vince McMahon pulled that shit out. He'd be the goat." Yeah, man. I I don't see it happening, but I mean, who knows? I've seen we've seen crazy things happen in sports, right? For sure. All right, let's go into the next uh, random NFL topic. Let's talk about Antonio Brown. We have not spoken about Antonio Brown on this podcast, and I feel like now it's definitely overdue, especially now that he just uh, lost his appeal for his second grievance about <laughs> this bullshit helmet, like. Bro, what? Never in my life. Yo, have have y'all seen Hard Knocks at all? I have not watched it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, all right, cool. So, if anybody, if I'm about to ruin Hard Knocks for anybody, sorry. But it's just so funny because every episode, there's like a little clip all all the time. John Gruden would be like, he's he's always like, yeah, it would be nice if Antonio Brown would be here right now. He makes it it's so light. It's kind of funny, but you know that John that John Gruden is like, yo, like he's really sweating. on. Yeah, he's not even sweating, but he's on. But he could tell, like, yo, AB's really on some bullshit right now, bro. All the videos this like summer of him just training in them damn slippers, like <laughs> all them shits out here being like, yo, man's is about to come back and cook. He's really about to cook. He was away from Ben. Derek Carr is nice. Let's see who's gonna have it. And the man's is like, bro. I need my old helmet that doesn't protect me as well. Why? I don't know. But, like, what? For him to be like, hmm, the NFL has new helmet standards for the safety of the game, but I don't, I refuse to wear that. I think I'd be more upset at this if this was somebody that wasn't AB. I mean, probably like one of the best receivers ever. So, I mean, as much as I want to, like, not give him the benefit of the doubt and say, like, all right. But more upset you, if it was a nobody receiver doing this? It, oh, I would be way more upset because it's like, yo, AB, he proved himself. Who am I to be like, all right, AB, you need to stop complaining because the NFL is not allowing you to wear the helmet that you want to wear. Nah, I mean, like, yo, maybe it's maybe it's a thing. I don't know. All right, you wanted a debate. Here we go. You going to sit here and tell me. First of all, this wouldn't even be a story if this was a nobody receiver because a nobody receiver would have got cut trying to pull this shit all right well yeah he might have got cut this is like baby wants his bottle and we've seen him get a concussion in game and stay in the game and for them to be like okay there's no helmet that could prevent concussions but you know what 
wearing this newer one may be a bit safer than wearing the old shit that you was wearing that you then got all your fucking concussions in anyway. And then for him to be like, you know what? Nope, nope. I don't do it. Nope. I mean, I got traded. I made the fuss. I got traded. I got the contract I wanted. But um, guess what? I'm not gonna wear this helmet, so I'm not gonna play. Or I might just retire. You know, I don't need. The, I don't need football anyway. All right. Now him saying that he's gonna retire, I think that's a little bit drastic. And I think I understand where the where the baby one is bottle thing coming from. But at the end of the day, it's like, yo, this is the helmet that he's been playing with for the past however many years, and. I'm not saying that the NFL should let him, but I just saying I understand that like really where he's coming from. And I'm talking about like from a perspective that Antonio is probably one of the most accomplished receivers that we've that we've seen and is probably the best, if not like one of the top three receivers that I've ever seen play in my lifetime. So I think if he's filing a grievance against the NFL and wants to wear this helmet, it got to be for a good, good reason. All right, whatever you're saying is outdated. But if it's like that much of a distance for him, that's I don't know. Maybe he may. I, I have to it give him the benefit be of the doubt. Reason it. That's what I'm saying. Is like I'm. I. I have to. I have to give him the benefit of the doubt. So he's worth undermining the new safety that the NFL is trying to like implement. Motherfuckers getting concussions anyway. Like people gonna right. get hurt regardless. But the whole idea is that the idea is that the NFL is trying to make it safer, right? Yeah. So he's worth undermining that whole initiative. I'm just saying, if he's gonna, if he's putting himself at risk, that's on him. If if they, if he's like yo listen like I'm trying to wear this helmet regardless yo if I gotta sign whatever I gotta sign yo okay whatever then that's on him that's not on that NFL if he gets CTA in 30 years after that well you should have wore that new helmet if not then you know that's why he would be in that position but if this is the helmet that he's been wearing I just don't see the the point in not letting him wear the wear the old helmet okay I can see what you're saying there I just. It's just frustrating for players so good. Yeah. Oh, to just absolutely. Be alienating themselves from the team, especially it's a new team. So they probably don't even fuck with you yet anyway. Nah, I think they like him, but maybe they don't. I don't know. If you're, JT, you saw the hard knife episode when he came back and like everybody was like embracing him. But things happen a little differently when the cameras start showing. So I don't really know to what the degree. But I just know that even though John Gruden isn't going to – he's going to support A.B., I know he's annoyed because he just wants him to play. Yeah, I want him to play too. Oh, yeah. That's the bottom line. I think he should just play. I don't think that he should be making a severe deal over a helmet. But, I'm like I said, I have to give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I guess. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Got anything to add, JT? I mean, he kind of hit it on the head. I mean, in terms of, like, the alienating – himself from the team i mean in the in the in the hard knocks episodes when he came back you know everybody was all like hey ab back hey what's up what's up i mean so i think they, they and there's probably winning with ab so they gotta act like they cool right but i feel like there's probably some players on the team that probably if they were in ab situation would probably feel the exact same way i mean they don't have the star power to really like you know make a big fuss like ab because if that was the case they'd be cut because i mean yeah you're not a generational talent like AB, but you know I I can see where he's coming from, and I can see where the league's coming from. I mean, it's a just a situation where you hope both sides can work it out because it's really an annoyance at this point. Like I I personally don't even like hearing like oh AB's filing another grievance. You know, it's just yeah, annoying. I just want to see I just I just want football season to start so I can just see him cook people and not be in the AFC North. It just seems like this man is really doing his best to not play. Like he's just gonna be hoodie mellow and just release training videos all summer <laughs> and then just not see the field. 
I hope not. I want AB to really do his thing out there. I mean, it sucks that the Raiders, I don't think, are going to be that good Derek anyway. Receiver. But now, yeah, right, exactly. Now Derek, Derek Carr got that that ace receiver, so now we're really going to see what's going to happen with them. Yeah. All right, other uh, NFL, you got to recap? Only the important thing was Lamar Miller uh, out for the season for the Texans, which is going to be – I mean, they do have Duke Johnson, which is a, a nice backup to have, but they're going to need some depth at running back. They got um, – they got uh, what's it called? They got the, the young dude. They still got uh, Deontay Foreman, the young dude. Hmm. I think I mean well whatever he's a young dude we don't really know what he's gonna be but I mean I I don't know I th- I know that's one of the dudes that they're favorable on I mean outside of Duke Johnson mm-hmm. yeah I mean it's not like Lamar Miller was like that great where it's like oh this is a catastrophic injury yeah. but he you was know, solid he, though no no he's he's a very nice complimentary piece on the offensive side of the ball but it's not like something where it's like oh they're expected to go to win the division and now that he's out they're not. I think they were always coming into the the season. It was always either going to be between them and the Colts, and with Luck gone, it's theirs for the taking. Unless Jacoby Brissett has a uh, a breakout year, which he he could. Yeah, he, you know? he definitely has potential to. I feel like they're gonna. They're obviously not going to be as good, but I feel like they're going to be solid. You know, and they'll be an, they'll be an eight and eight, nine and seven team. The Colts. So the I, don't I, I don't know. I don't know. They might. <laughs> so the Jets. So the Jets. Yeah. They might be they, if Jacoby Brissett actually, you know, and that's the thing that that the Colts keep saying is that yo, he's taking a lot of snaps and he knows the offense. He's been on offense for a few years. I mean, we could only go off of like what he did uh, in 2017. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I guess, I guess we'll really see. I just know that I'm not touching any Colts players in fantasy. So no, honestly. Uh, Ty like I'd still take Ty. Ty Ty probably yeah yeah because we know Jacoby can throw mm-hmm. and he might just throw it to Ty every time. Like, safety money, safety money. <laughs> but you catch anything. So, but you know, you know, the funny thing is with backup quarterbacks, a lot of times backup quarterbacks come in and they always throw to like the the secondary or third dude for some reason. The, it, I don't know why they got comfortable with them when they was running in the the twos. Yeah, that's facts. Think about um when Ryan Fitzpatrick came in at the beginning of last year and was wilding out. Yo, Mike Evans really wasn't getting getting run like that. It was really Deshaun Jackson that was getting like a lot of those catches and mm-hmm. a lot of those touchdowns early on. But I guess we'll see though. I think yeah, Ty will probably um he'll probably still do all right. I still not touching any close plays in fantasy. Fair enough. Until unless you got to pick someone up mid season. <laughs> right. Oh man. Uh... Yeah, the rest of the preseason is just now. It's just waiting for the rest of the season to start, and if you're you got people you want to see is on the roster bubble. Yeah. Um. Is that, is that it for football? I mean, yep. did not Daniel Jones have a great game though? Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, does it really matter? It's against the backups anyway. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. It's just, at this point, it's kind of like we just saying. The same yeah, we just gonna. We I think. Well, I'll talk about it when we when we uh, finish recording. But yeah. All right. Right, um, you guys will move on to the next show. Cool. So the USA basketball team has been has played a few games. I only caught the the one that they played against Australia, the first one that they played against Australia. But so far, I mean, they beat Spain by nine. They beat Australia by sixteen, and then they lost Australia by four. Australia, no Ben Simmons. Mm. No Ben Simmons. Pure fundamentals. Yet. it's um Patty Mills and Joe Ingles is carrying them, yo. Honestly, that's just hilarious. And um, I, th- I think Campbell was right in what he said. They kind of needed to lose a game. So they could all be like, what the fuck? Boo. Up until then, the U.S. was 76-0 and 0 in international play. Friendlies, actual tournament play, 76-0. and 0. Now, 
He's got to say that, though. You guys know my opinion on this whole FIBA thing. I don't really care about it. I'm just here for the jokes. <laughs> I watched the last uh, quarter of um, that Australia game, and I'm just watching. I'm like, dang, they really got four of the Celtics starting five on this team. <laughs> they start for this team. And yeah. they're out here letting Patty. First of all, are we going to brush by the fact that Patty Mills dropped 30 on Kemba's head? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That was pretty tough, bro. Well, like, you know, Kemba's not, you know, really known for his. No, 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 no. We're talking about Kemba Walker, right? From New York, right? He hit a step back buzzer beater at the garden. On his, in his mitt, right in his face. And you let Patty Mills, Patty Mills, he doesn't even start for the Spurs. He dropped 30 on your head. All right, let's. All right, for, first of all, we're not about to slander Kemba up here, and I we can slander the Celtics all day, but put some respect. He on, he on, he on the Celtics, so he's up for slander. I'm sorry, it's just that's just the way it works. I ain't gonna lie, JT got a point. Disrespect my son Kemba. My son Kemba's a bucket. He a bucket, but I mean, clearly he's not a strap because not as, <laughs> Patty, not, Patty, not Patty was of, Patty was wilding on him, but son. at the same time. Don't make it seem like Patty's not someone who, if get hot, stop it. Let's not do this, John. Patty Mills Patty's over thirty. Mechanics. Patty's Patty's jump shot has been money. When was the last time Patty Mills went for thirty in an NBA game? When's the last time Pop has let anyone go for thirty? No, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, wait, time out. Wait, no, no, no. People have gone for thirty in on Pop system. We people have gone for thirty. Tim Duncan's gone for thirty. Tim Duncan gets pulled out at 25. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure DeRozan's gone for went for 30 a few times this season. DeRozan definitely had 30 this season. Come I'm about on to say, Lamarcus Aldridge definitely had 30 in, at one point this year. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm man, man so look. Shooters shoot when shooters get hot. Anything can happen, especially in the exhibition. I'm just saying, we got not one, not two, not three, but four Celtics who are most likely going to on their team. Beat the Celtics in the first round of the playoffs. Don't the Knicks beat the Celtics? Didn't the Knicks beat the Celtics last year? I'm pretty sure, right? No, dude, I'm talking about the first round of the playoffs. Which playoffs? Like two next years from year. now, playoffs? Next year in the playoffs. Oh, I think, so you predicting that the Knicks would make the playoffs? Yep, I think it would be a low seed. Make the houseway. This is bad. How? Wow, wow, John, that means a lot coming from you. I'm not going to lie. I can't wait. I can't John. wait till we do our and NBA. The Knicks pre- have a bunch of like, John. they have 15 power forwards. John. Who are they're veterans and they want to play it's all right. You, you ain't here. You ain't here. What David Fisdale said? He said we're gonna start five fours. Isn't that crazy? And uh-huh. then Julius Randle's gonna bring it up. John. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Name name the top eight in the East. Top eight in no particular order, right? Yeah. Celtics, Sixers, Raptors, Nets, Heat, Magic, Bucks, and I'm missing one. And I'll Knicks. put uh no, I'll put Detroit. There's no way I'm not taking okay. the Knicks over any of those guys. I might take us over to Magic. What? I, yeah, like, I like that, that, they, they're like Magic was a playoff team last a, year. They're borderline and a borderline playoff team, like a borderline playoff team. They almost, they almost missed it. They almost missed it. So if they, even if they play the same way they played last year, they'll still be better than the Knicks. I mean, that's a that was a forty. That was a forty. What forty one win team? All right. So disclaimer: I don't think the Knicks will make the playoffs, but I'm just saying the Knicks are going. Better than what people show. Like they only won like they won less than twenty games last year. I think they'll be at least twenty games better. I think I think that's fair. No. All right. So so let's listen. Let's let's listen to these one more time. All right. We're going Bucks. Yes. Raptors. You said you said. Well, I said in no particular order. Yeah, Bucks. Okay. Raptors. Oh, yeah, no particular order. So Bucks, Raptors, Philly. Yes. Nets, Boston. Celtics. 
I put Indiana. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Indiana okay. over Detroit. Sorry. So that's five. Heat. Not a guarantee, but okay. Um, I guess. I, I guess if we Detroit, put the- as long as Blake is okay. healthy. So it's either gonna. It's gonna. It, that means it's gonna come down between Detroit or the Magic. No, 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 no. hold on. No, I, I only have six teams. Is my math wrong? Like, what, what, Bucks, what? Bucks, Sixers, oh, Celtics, Indiana, yeah. Heat. That's six. And you're saying Detroit. Detroit. That's, that's seven. So oh, and then the Magic. The Magic aren't gonna make it, bro. They might not. I'll put at least a stack on it that the Knicks do not make the playoffs. I wouldn't even take that bet. I'm not, not taking that bet. Honestly, this is and no bias at all because you know people say, "Oh, it's because you hate the Knicks, right?" I think the Knicks will probably have the same trajectory as the Nets had. You know, when the Nets were starting kind of rebuilding, eleven all I'm is Kyrie plus eleven wins, plus eleven not. wins. So wait, what? All I'm saying is Kyrie has shown he can't lead a team, and KD's not there yet. First of all, see now we're forgetting, right? It's two and different I organizations. Do, and there's I a do think that. The way the Nets are built, they're built for maybe a six seed. Mm, but yeah. but I, I can't Kyrie be mad at is that. by himself. Oh, now which Kyrie means he's going to have to himself. carry oh, more. Right, don't, start, don't start saying, don't start naming oh, Nets that the rest of the United States don't know. Watch, watch. See, no, I'm not even going to go. I'm not even going to. No, no. He's going to break down. When we're a three seed, you know, like, no, 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 it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Oh, hold on, we're, no, we're, three, we're three or four seed. first. We're JT three or four seed. Oh, I'll, bet, I'll, bet, I'll bet a stack that the Nets won't be a top three seed this year. I'll bet a stack on JT, that. JT, I'll bet my first born the Nets won't be a top three seed next year. Don't don't bet my godson, please. <laughs> <laughs> on the off chance that it happens. JT, the Nets. Right, being watch. a three or a four seed. All right, watch, watch. Three or four seed. Watch. Then who are your top three seeds? I go Buck, Buck, Sixers, and and the Nets. Are you mad? All right, let's see. All right, let, let's break it down right now. Right, you have that much faith in the Celtics. You know, you got that much faith in the Pacers. I feel like Brad. I don't think I, they're going to be the three. Brad's, I think they're going to be the four. Brad Stevens got. I won't say that he got a better better than Kyrie. Yeah, I, exactly. That's what I'm about to say. Thank you, John. You took the words right out of my mouth. Get what Brad Stevens is going to do, what Brad Stevens has always did, even when he was the coach at Butler, like he's been able to, you know, mesh players together and win games. Indiana's right. going to have a better record than the Nets. I I, th- I think that could be a possibility. We're also assuming that, you know. And that's three so teams comes back better right? than the Nets. Like I said, they got to play the games, right? There's a better chance. I say this. There's a better chance the Nets get a three seed than playoffs. Okay. I, I could agree with you on that. But that's like. Yeah. Mm. Y'all not even y'all y'all not gonna get a three seed. Like that's like almost as much of a guarantee that the Knicks aren't gonna make the playoffs. So mm, yeah. Maybe. Y'all team is literally the same, just minus D Lo or minus Kyrie. But if whoa, you whoa, think- whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. We've got improved first of all. We got improved. Oh, I'm off for y'all got y'all, y'all got DeAndre Jordan too. My bad. I forgot. So he could come off the bench for Jared Allen or Jared Allen's gonna get cut. What are you doing with DeAndre? You got an improvement on the wing. With Torian Prince over Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Oh, you're right? right. I do like Torian Prince. We got. I, I like the signing of Wilson Chandler, who is a a guy that can play the wing. Wilson Chandler and get physical. Nets. That just showed how relevant that signing was. Hey man, look. And I like Wilson Chandler. It's all, it's all about it's all about the role players, and Kenny gets the most out of his role players. Okay. All right. All right he's not. He's no Rick Carlisle there, right? Well, I think Kenny Agassiz is probably a better coach for this type of team, minus Kyrie, and you add D'Lo. I think you add D'Lo, I think y'all probably would be a top three seed. I still don't see them as a three seed if D'Lo stays. 
I, I think hey. so. There's a reason why niggas wanted to come here. Like he didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to go to. Uh, yeah, it's all of the New York appeal without dealing with the Knicks. Uh, but everybody said it. Every, every whoa, everybody said that it's the Knicks, though. I thought everybody said that KD and Kyrie was all Knicks. Like, what's going on? Everybody said that he wanted to come to the Knicks, but he just didn't want to come to the Knicks by himself. And then they didn't offer him a max because yeah, yeah. you know Torres um, Achilles. The Knicks are a trash organization. So if you can get all the perks of living in New York without the pressure of playing in New York, and y'all had tons of cap space. Uh, if the Nets are going to be a three seed, the Mavs are going to be a three seed. That's just how you sound. Boo. First of all, the Nets play in a, in a, in a, in a conference that actually lets, allows them to have a chance at the three seed. How the Mavs are going to be a three seed in that Western Conference? Exactly. But no, but I'm saying like the Nets have a better <laughs> shot of being a three seed in the East than the they Mavs. They have a better shot, but guess what? It's not going to happen. Man, I'm just saying, watch. We do have the archives, and if I'm if I'm wrong, I'll admit it. If Kyrie's I'm wrong, a great I second banana. Hey, look, we don't know this. Kenny sure can scores be, cannot. My man, first, my man, my man, Kenny Atkinson, sure the point guard. My man, Kenny Atkinson, is the point guard whisperer. All right, we gonna see. Let I him mean, watch. My man's changed the career path of Dennis Schroeder. He changed the career path of D'Angelo Russell. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm very curious to see what D'Lo's going to be like in uh, Golden State. That's going to be very interesting. I just, I just want him to get traded at the deadline when Clay comes back to it. Everybody's so convinced that Clay is coming back like that early. I just don't know if that's fact. But he's already walking and stuff. I know he's rehabbing now. Dude, ACLs aren't as bad as they used to be. They're not. Maybe still. not at the deadline, but he's coming back next year. Clay is tough, bro. Like, he's really a tough dude. I just want to acknowledge him so much. And that's one of the players I respect the most in the NBA, man. He's been, when the Warriors, like, right before they really popped off, like, when he got drafted, I was like, I like, like, I just, just like him. And, like, his jump shot is just so ridiculously textbook that the fact that he was able to start building on his game was amazing. And an incredibly underrated defender. And shout out to my boy, John Howell, because he always talking about Clay this, Clay that. Yeah, nah, but Clay is the truth, bro. Clay is the absolute truth. Yeah, and he's the better splash brother in the playoffs. That's a different conversation for a different day. In the playoffs? <laughs> well, you talking about in the playoffs? I, I still think that's a different conversation for a different day. I think. I think. Mm. In the playoffs, he is a more in consistent the, performer while guarding the best player on the on the other side of the. I think what the argument starts to become is like who is expected to do more versus who is doing what is expected less like i think if you go back to 2016 when it was down 3-1 that game five that that they won like steph curry put in work it's just everybody remembers that game six because clay thompson hit 11 three-pointers like nobody was like nobody had had, ex had expected Bro, that if clay got better you know, handle he'd be better uh we ain't getting into this <laughs> I, I just don't think clay thompson he should have been on all nba team last year he absolutely should have been. And he probably yeah, but he did get. He finally got an all defensive team. I think is well yeah. over because he, oh, like I sure, said, he's sure. de he's definitely been a a very underrated defender. Oh man, I uh, just talking about the NBA season gets me so excited. Like I'm excited for football season just because as a Ravens fan, I have a lot to look forward to. But it's like if the the NFL is open pretty much every year. Next year, the NBA is going to be open for the for first, the first time, time in like such a long time. And it's going to be a beautiful thing. And then as a Mavs fan, I have so much to look forward to. Like, I got Swole Porzingis 
Um, Luca's getting cut up. Luca's starting to look like skinny Braun. I dragged it, but not really, because my son actually has an off season. It's great, and it's just like, oh man, I, just, I love basketball so much. And next year is gonna be great, and I can't wait to just when the Nets are like a six seed, and I'm just like, JT, what happened? Haters. That's what you got. <laughs> Haters, that's all this is. Say no, you, no, bro, you just a Nets fan. Y- y'all don't, y'all, y'all don't want to believe that. You just, you just you sound like, yo, you sound like a Knicks fan right now. No, 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 no. Nah, chill. Don't disrespect the Knicks fans, bro. On, on the behalf of the Knicks hive, like I, I, I'm, I'm respectful. I said we're gonna be at least ten games better. I don't know. I, I actually said we're gonna be twenty games better, which would put us around like thirty-eight wins. I think it's possible, but you know, I, think it's too. I just, we, I just don't see how does the additions to this team equal twenty wins? Well, I From mean, Bobby we, Portis and and uh and uh and Z- uh, dang, I'm blanking on all the names right now because I'm just that flabbergasted right now. Julius Randle's pretty good. Julius Randle equal twenty wins. It depends on the chemistry of the team, and I also think that Dave Fisdale could coach this team to above thirty wins. Put it like I that. I agree with you. This is also assuming that you get a much better performance from. Uh, What's his face? Kevin Knox. From Kevin Knox. He's going to be better. RJ is going to be good, too. RJ, it, it, right. Like, we like we didn't just draft RJ Barrett. Alonzo Trier, he's still going to be. Uh, I, I, like, I like Alonzo Trier, too. Yo, like Dennis him. Smith and, is still and, and on Mitchell, the team. I like, I like Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson is still there. Freaking Dennis Smith, bro, like, come on now. Like, you, you sound like a hater at this nah, point to say that. They're not gonna no, no, no. I, I told you guys. I expect you guys to be better. I don't think it's going to be 20 wins better. Twenty wins, but let's see. Let's bro. Twenty wins on how they had how much did, wins did they have this year? Like, we have seventeen. I think I believe it was seventeen. So to put you at thirty-seven, that's fair. That's pretty fair. I'll say that I I was gonna say the Giants for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, I say I'll say the Knicks get to 28, 28 29. Bro, JT's teams are finally gonna be good next year, and he don't know how to act. <laughs> this out of bro. It's, I, I, I he's I, like he's like fuck the rest of New York. So that's not a, like, I feel like that's progress though. If 12 wins wouldn't be, wouldn't be progress. Not no, 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 no. I, I agree with you though. Like, yo, if we 11 wins better with this team now, yo, I'm cool with that because at the end of the day, we're getting better. I just hope the problem with the Knicks is that if there's not a drastic improvement, we're just going to end up firing David Fisdale. I think he's actually the coach that, that we need. Nah, it, no, it might right. happen. He's though. absolutely I right. It probably will Bro, happen. I'm, I'm just going by like the how the franchise is just going. Like, yeah. Every time it seems like we get to get a little bit better, if it's not enough improvement. So I think David Fisdale is really going to push his players this year to get better. So I'm hoping for at least 30 wins. And you know what? Whatever we get 20 plus, hopefully David Fisdale stays. I'm rooting for Fizz. I really am. Any other NBA news? Yeah. Not re- I mean, Boogie got married. That was... I mean, oh, and then he just got a case. Yeah, I saw That's wild. Literally, Matt Barnes is like, you know, he's going through a lot. Like, I really hope that, like, it's really nice to see him happy. And then you feel for him. And then it goes, um, Boogie threatened to shoot his ex-girlfriend for saying that he, his <laughs> son couldn't attend his wedding. And I, I, I would be God. upset if my son couldn't attend the wedding, too. But I would definitely would not be screaming on the phone that I'm going to come shoot you. Okay, now now let me ask y'all something. I need y'all to be real right now. All right, (laughs) have y'all never threatened to shoot somebody? (laughs) No, I don't have. (laughs) I don't. I don't own a gun, so it'd be. I think I can safely say no. I don't have a gun either. But yo, you never been like yo. I I don't know how to really put it, but I don't think he really (laughs) meant it though. Like I don't know, man. I don't know Boogie either. (laughs) Okay, even if he didn't mean it, you got to think about the position you're in. And yes, you know you're a regular person, and that's cool, but. Bro, like that's your baby mom's. There's in no situation whether she, even if she never released that, 
in no situation would he threatening to shoot his baby moms ever work out in his favor. I feel like if you had a baby moms, you want to shoot her too sometimes. Bro, he could have been a regular dude. And if he threatened to shoot his baby moms, it would not have worked out for him regardless. I'm just saying none of us have baby moms. None of us have kids to really understand. Like, you know, like how petty is oh, that? You yeah, can't... that's super petty. Yo, like, are like, you kidding me? Everybody's oh, upset. But come on. Tony. Like, I think he went about it the wrong way. He just said he, Boogie, I, he should, it, it was dumb at the end of the day, but I just don't think he really meant it like that. I think athletes say things all the time that they don't really mean. Yeah, people say things all the time that they don't really mean to. But like, like, yeah. I, like, like one of y'all said Listen. earlier, bro. Y'all said pe- pe- people or fans they treat athletes like they're not regular p- people, yo. I feel like anybody with a baby mom could understand like <laughs> that position that he was in is just ridiculous. Like, yo, I want to shoot my baby moms too. If she said I, my son can't I, come to I'm the wedding, I'm sorry, I just don't casually threaten to shoot people when I all get right. mad. Man, whatever, fuck it. Maybe you're maybe you're just too rational of a person, John. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! All right, wait, real quick. This does real not quick. help his narrative. Nope, not at and all. I real love quick. Boogie. All right. Uh, speaking of big men, we got a replacement for Boogie. Uh, Lakers signed Dwight Howard, which I think we we all kind of agreed yeah. last last episode that that was probably the smartest thing for them to do. Absolutely. All all narratives aside, I mean, he's gonna get you rebounds, and that's all you really kind of need. Yo, did y'all see what his contract is though? Yes. Oh my <laughs> god, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like that is hilarious. This is someone who started as. One of the top players in the league, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll pay you for as long as you're here." <laughs> like that's funny. So for y'all that don't know, they basically said they signed him out the gym. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. So basically, his contract is worth up to two mil if he plays the entire season, or it's a little bit more than two million. But for every day that he plays, he gets he gets, or every day that he's on the team after October twenty first, he gets like fourteen and a half uh, thousand for like every <laughs> every every, mm-hmm. every day after that. You you hate to see it, but at the same time, it's this like, man won cash for life, but it's only for a season. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just happy. I think that's just a great front court addition. Like we mentioned um, in the last episode, it's gonna be definitely good. Better in leadership could help help out AD. Give him. Um, Maybe he's Kyle Kuzma how to move his damn feet. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens though. Man, next year's gonna be real weird. Yeah, it's like it's everybody's on a, everybody's on a different team. I love our little NBA preview, like the NFL season is not supposed to start. Oh my god, that was the last NFL thing I want. I want to hear playoff predictions for the NFL. Oh yeah, playoff predictions. So we did. So we, so we did say only playoff predictions. Okay, so I'm just gonna go. I, I'll start, and I'm gonna go by division. AFC East, that's obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even mm-hmm. need to say who. Yeah, AFC North. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be the Steelers. Uh-huh. Uh, Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. Like we got the archives. So AFC South. Well, it's it's gonna be tough. I think it's gonna be between Jacksonville and Houston, but I think Houston will find a way to win it. Mm. And AFC West, I believe, is gonna be. Um, oh, that's easy. Yeah, yeah, the Chiefs for wild card. I'm thinking. I'm thinking the Chargers and the Browns. No, no, no order. And then for mm-hmm. NFC, I think NFC East. I think Philly. NFC North, Green Bay. No, I lied. Um, Chicago, NFC South. That division is always a toss up, but I think the Panthers are gonna win it. NFC West. That's an, that's also gonna be another toss up, and it's gonna be that's the real wild card division. Cause I'm not really sure, but I think the Seahawks they got a lot better. Yeah, and Russell Wilson is underrated, so maybe yeah. they're gonna put some respect on my man's name. Right, severely underrated. And then my wild card picks is gonna be uh, Dallas and Green Bay. Okay, 
All right, GT, you can go next. All right, so yeah, AFC East, uh, Patriots, AFC South. Uh, I'll take the uh, Texans. I think the Jaguars, if Nick Foles has another great year and the defense, you know, plays how we all think they can, I think they'll contend for it, but they'll fall short. So AFC West, I got the Chiefs winning it again. Mm-hmm. AFC North, I got the Browns actually winning uh, the division. And then for my two wild cards, it's going to be close, but I think the Chargers will take the wild card. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the wild card either comes down between the Steelers and the Ravens. Okay. Then for the NFC, NFC East, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. NFC South, it's another tough one, but I'm going to go Saints. NFC North, I'll take the... That one's, that one's actually low-key tough. Because the, the Bears lost Vangio to the Broncos, and Vangio was a big part of why they were good last year. But I believe in uh, Mitch Trubisky. I believe in Khalil. Yeah. So... Uh, Khalil Mack. So I'll go Bears, NFC North, NFC West. I'll take the uh, the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And for my wild cards, I think one comes out the NFC South, uh, which would be the Falcons, and I think the other one comes out the NFC North, which would so be Packers? the yep Packers. Gotcha. Mm. Actually, sorry, no, sorry, 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 Vikings, not Packers. Aaron mm. hey, okay. Unfortunately, and that's my guy. But I I think two years in a row. I don't know. That's tough for me to, to to say, man. Like we've seen, we've seen what Will Rogers can do, how he carry a team. But I mean, that's your prediction. That's your predictions. I, right, John, you He's up? Dirk to to Tom Brady's Duncan. Mm-hmm. Is he a system quarterback? Who knows? Who, who Rogers or Brady? Brady. Oh, Brady's a system quarterback, hands down. I, I stand by. Oh, you're also a Jets fan. No, 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 no. no. Disclaimer. 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 This is. He's still the goat. He's still the goat. He's the goat because of accomplishments. Oh, no, 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 no. He's not the goat because no, no, no. Don't time out. So he's a, no, 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 no. Talk about, talk about. He's a, is you can <laughs> honestly sit here and tell me that Tom Brady is a better quarterback, talent wise, than Aaron Rodgers. No, it's Aaron Rodgers is more talented. You can say that about any any other quarterback. You compare Aaron Rodgers to any other quarterback. Say that. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is and has been the most talented quarterback in the NFL for the he's past like eight years. Brady's Duncan. Yeah, not, I, not I, this not this past year. It was actually Patrick Mahomes. All right, I'll give that. Pat, when we also got to see if it was just a if just was a flash in the pan, whatever. It's semantics at this point. I just think that Aaron Rodgers is more talented. All right, but Brady's a goat, and Brady's a goat. He got six rings. I can't deny that. Yeah. But I mean, if I if if I'm starting a team, I'm I'm taking Aaron Rodgers over Tom Brady any day. Well, duh, Tom Brady's like 45. Even in their primes, in their primes, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. Are you kidding me? Prime for prime, I don't know. That's tough. Belichick's system is Belichick's system. Why do you think their backups always play so well? Don't take Belichick's system into account. If you just had right there, prime Tom Brady and prime Aaron Rodgers, anybody would take Aaron Rodgers. Now, I don't think anybody would just take Aaron Rodgers, but I'm just saying, all right, so here's here's my thing. Who has been Tom Brady's best receivers? Not not named Randy Moss or Wes Welker. No, 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 no. He has the greatest coach in NFL history. Okay, and his coach has the greatest quarterback in NFL history. So what are you trying to say? But that doesn't mean that he's as talented. I, I guarantee you, if, if Rodgers was on the Pats, they'd have probably like 10 championships right now. Matt Castle was able to bring them to, uh, what, an 11-5 and five record, and they only missed the playoffs because the, the Dolphins had a, an amazing year at 12-4. and four. I'm Matt not Castle. To, I'm not even trying to shit on my own team right now, but you, like Aaron Rodgers, he really lost to the Giants. 
in the <laughs> NFC Championship, and not even not even the NFC Championship in the in the divisional round. Like you, you can't sit here and tell me that like he did he not. Like, but did he not beat the the Giants in 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 the, in the playoffs? Yeah, like three, like 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 a few, like yeah, like a few years later, bro. But he ended up losing, bro. For as much as we say, like, yo, he's this, he's that, like, all he's right, what, like, he's wait. one man. If it's God, God forbid, Aaron Rodgers ever had a running game. I mean, it's not like all he's right. ever had like look, a, a, an a stout defense like how the Giants had in their two Super Bowl years. Oh, okay, so let me so let me ask you this. So, like I said, outside, not named Wes Welker and not named Randy Moss, who have been Tom Brady's best receivers? Okay, Gronkowski, that's one. Hall of Famer Aaron okay. Aaron Hernandez for for like what three years? They're receiving tight ends. All right, cool. Who you going to tell Dion Branch, Julian Edelman? No, if if I have a coach that can literally game plan for my for the for the personnel he has, it doesn't matter who my guys are. He makes these like stars. But if these guys were on other teams, they wouldn't be that good. Chris Hogan is not going to be Chris Hogan on, let's say, the 49ers as he is Chris Hogan on the Patriots. Okay, but you got to understand Tom Brady make everybody on the team better. Like, No, not even just- it's Belichick's system that makes him better. That's why Matt Castle go 11-5. and five. Matt Castle has not done anything in the league since he left the Patriots. We're also not going to talk about how good that defense was that year. Everybody always seems to leave that out. I don't I don't understand why. What, the Patriots? Yeah, the Patriots have a great defense just about every no, no, year. No, 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 great no, defense. no, 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 no. I'm talking about the year when Matt Castle went 11-5 and five and they just missed the playoffs. Nobody ever talked about how good that particular year that defense was. That was like a top five defense in the NFL that year. They usually have a good defense. It's mostly bend but don't break. Not always a top five, though. Not always a top five defense. We talking about good defense versus top five defenses. If I have a top, if I can have a top ten defense or even a top twelve defense, and I have Bill Belichick as my guy, I like my odds. Like the Bills had a top three defense last season, and look what happened. They didn't do anything. It's all right. I understand that Tom Brady has dominated that division for as long as as long as he has, and I know it creates some tension and some hate. So I, I feel you. I'll probably feel the same way about Tom Brady if I was in your position too. John, let's hear your, uh, let's hear your playoff pick. <laughs> right, That's right. wild. All right, um, <laughs> AFC East, um, the Patriots run that shit. Uh, the AFC North, I the Browns are taking that one. Can't even say I'm super confident anymore because it's the AFC North. But if I had to pick one team, I would say the Browns are would most likely going to take that. Okay. AFC South, I think the Texans are going to take that. Even without Lamar Miller. Sean and DeAndre, the defense is awesome. Plug, plug and play. <laughs> Um, AFC West. I mean, you can't plug and play DeAndre Hopkins' hands. Oh no, no, I'm not talking about DeAndre Hopkins. I'm talking about Lamar Miller. Yeah, yeah. Um, AFC West, Chiefs, a wild card. I say Ravens and Chargers. Okay, I'm um, at that. NFC East, Eagles. Like the rest of the division is cheeks rebuilding. Like the Cowboys are just a mess right now. NFC North. I think. I think the Bears are going to take that too. Mm. Um, NFC South, I give it to the Saints. And okay. then for the West, for the West, I see the Rams taking it. And then for the wild card, I see Seahawks and Green Bay. And I think the Seahawks play well. Got you. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting how, like, I also feel like it's difficult to only have one team command the NFC South, but mm. still. 
you know. Yeah, as three teams there have the ability to win 10 plus games this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, definitely. And then it, the NFC is just always typically like tougher. I, I'll say I think it's tougher to make it out of the NFC than it is the AFC, just for the simple fact that like now, well, right, well, right now, you got LA who's gonna be good. We're gonna see what happens with Todd Gurley, of course. Mm-hmm. Seattle's gonna be is gonna be tough. The Packers are coming back. The Vikings are gonna be probably a good team. The Bears are there. The e- the NFC East is probably the only division where it's like, all right, it's clear cut, probably gonna be Philly. And then the NFC South is like, you know, I, I just named like 10 teams. Yeah. <laughs> so somebody's gonna end up being an odd well, not somebody, but a few teams are gonna end up being an odd man out. I don't I honestly I don't believe in the Panthers. What made you say that? I just feel like it just they fell off so much that it's it's just so wild to me, you know what I mean? Mm. Like and I feel like they still have good personnel, but like it just seems so out of the blue to me where it's just like, all right, they're just not good anymore. Like that's how it went. Like it, it's like the monsters just took their shit. You know, I I'll, I'll say I'll put it like this. So every season, not not every season, but the past three seasons Dating back to the um the Super Bowl that that Cam that Cam was in, somebody different has won that division, excluding Tampa Bay. It's been the Saints twice, the Panthers once, and then the Falcons at one time. Yeah. So I think that it, it's really any given Sunday in that division. Like all, like every division game that they play against each other is going to be important. Mm-hmm. I just think that it's Cam's turn again. I think he's gonna have he gonna turn back the clock a little bit, go back to his MVP season. Not saying he will have an MVP season, but he'll turn it up again. DJ Moore, I think, is gonna cook up a little bit. Hopefully, they don't use they don't overuse uh, CMC, yeah. and that that defense still still got still got Keekly. So, um, I guess we'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough though. Yeah, but that's how I also feel about like the Rams, where it's like I I don't see them winning, but I see them being good next year. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like with the pieces they have, they got to be good. I just to me, they feel like um the Rockets. They're gonna be good. I don't know if they're gonna be able to win it all, but I yeah. feel like they're gonna be good. Like it, they have Aaron Donald, you know what I mean? Like they have yeah. Aaron Donald. You have a that good man. quarterback. You have a good running back. One of these days, healthy. You know what I mean? But it's like I don't. They got to prove that they're winners to me. And the same thing I feel like with the Falcons too. It's like I love Julio. To me, Julio is the best receiver in the league. The Falcons just don't win like that, you know? They just. I feel like the 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 Falcons got a lot of internal issues because it's it's no reason why that team be as bad as it does. But and I still just stand by that the reason they lost in the Super Bowl is that their defense was too young. Mm-hmm. And you can never take your foot off the gas if you play against the Patriots. And I said that that entire Super Bowl was happening. Like, their defense was just way too young. And they were like, yo, we got a lead. That's it. We can just coast. You can't coast against the Patriots. I think it was more so coaching. But that's a different conversation for a different day. But, okay. All right. I guess you can finally wrap up football. Um, Woo. We're done with basketball. On to baseball. The baseballs. Okay, so it is 151 on the East Coast. I just want to let y'all know that the Yankees win again. <laughs> so, so yeah, so now we tied again for the best record in baseball. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Aren't the Mariners the worst team in the league? No. Oh, no. no. Or- uh, it's, either the, it's either the Orioles or the uh, Detroit. White Sox. Yeah, no. Orioles, White Sox, or Detroit. Yeah. Man, Mariners are just in, like, we're gonna trade everybody away, which they've been doing for like the past like two or three years. Yeah, they they blew that team up, man. They traded freaking pack. Yeah, they I don't even know. They they are getting rid of a lot of the bad deals, and I think they just started young. Man, oh man! But you no, know, you know who I kind of feel bad for on the on the Mariners, Felix Hernandez. 
Because yeah. remember, there was a point in time where Felix Hernandez was a top three pitcher in this league for like at least a good three or four year stretch. And they just haven't had the team around him. I think they've only been really competing for the playoffs, I think maybe twice mm. or three times in his career. I mean, they haven't made the playoffs since 2001. Just, oh, to, give you, to, just to give you uh, some perspective Alex, on them. who are the Knicks? <laughs> oh, my God. I'll take the Knicks for 200, please. But, yeah, I mean, hey, the Yankees uh, went over there taking care of business. Bro, uh, boy, and Aaron for the sweep uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Went home. 100th home Got run tonight. Home Let's get it. Shout out to him. And it's just like, I'm back, <laughs> That's baby. a fact. He started frying again. He's swinging the bat very well. I think his timing is back. I think that's really – anybody that has seen him play like the past like week versus two weeks ago, you can see that he's like – he's feeling it. Shout out my boy Glaber's LeMayu. He had another decent game. Couple, well. Yeah, and Glaber I think has really been the – like I say this to Yankee fans all the time. I say that talking about today, here and now, like Aaron Judge is the face of the franchise, but Glaber is really the heart of the franchise. I think Didi is more of like the glue guy. He kind of holds everything together. But Glaber is like, he's that young talent that just, when you least expect it, when you really need need mm-hmm. him to show up, he'll, like, he does. And I think he's just constantly improving. It was a very weird week, though, like, not including tonight, but um, going back, because obviously we got swept by the athletics, and that was just a, that was just a, a hurt series to watch. Um, yeah. And it looked like they were, it looked like they were sleeping. And honestly, I didn't, I don't know how you guys felt about it. I didn't put too much stock into it because yeah. I mean, over the course of a 162 game season, you're bound to get swept at some point. Of course. Absolutely. Going into that series, they were seven of 27. Yeah. I think they were talking about it on the Michael K show the other day. It's a horrible ballpark to play in one, like just because of the the dimensions. I mean, the, the foul territory is, is huge because of the, the Oakland Raiders also playing that same stadium. And then it's just a big concrete, like, Blah. Like you look at it and you compare it to like stadiums like Dodger Stadium, even like the Mariners, like T-Mobile Park, you know, Camden Yards, beautiful stadiums. Then you got this and it's just you know, that, that big wall in, in yeah. center field. And it's just, ugh. just it's just a drab to play in. I think part of the reason why we're saying that, and I agree with you that it is like not a fun park to, to, to play in is because we're really losing there so much. But I will say that the starting pitching has been has been a little bit better. I really want to want to dig into the Dodgers series. I had... um talk to y'all about it a little bit but Aaron Judge just through that weekend mm-hmm. he hit a home run in every game and it all ended up being big home runs Cody Bellinger one for 10 that's a potential National League MVP and our starting pitching held him to held him to that mm-hmm. that's just outstanding the bullpen didn't even allow a run throughout those three days and this is one of the this is against a team that scores the fourth most runs yeah. in baseball so this is a this is a good lineup this is a good lineup that we that they had going up against and I think they answered a lot of questions whether or not we can play against the Kershaws. And we lit up um, Ryu. It's so crazy because MLB gave the play, the player of the game to Aaron Judge. And I get it. I honestly would have even gave it to Herman or even Mike Ford. I think Mike Ford yeah, really been playing, been playing well this um, week too. Especially recently. And I feel like knowing that uh, Voight's going to come back soon, having him in that DH spot going to be super clutch to like, you know, keep us together for a bit. I think he's been playing well. I just hate how unathletic he is, dude. I can't stand it. Like there was a real, oh like king ground hell. ball. Looked like he was like maybe ten feet behind first base. Son really like huffed and puffed to make it over there to get that out. Yes, last night, like it was a struggle watching him. And then today, like just even like I had the game on like in the background when we first started recording, and like watched someone bobble the ball, 
where you know if if he was like 10 pounds less he would have been safe looking forward though so we got this we got one more game with the mariners and then we got uh another series with the a's but in the stadium so i'm i'm not really feeling too unconfident about that i think we'll yeah. we'll, ha- we'll handle business as usual for sure and then um i just love that slow paxton showing man this is maybe yep. is, i feel like he's just been reinforcing what we've been saying where it's like he's ready and he's the stuff is there and it's just like big games he just shows up and i love it and it's like anything that's that's got to be our guy moving forward absolutely him him have him being as dominant as he was against the dodgers i think that's going to do a lot for his confidence for sure and i think that is going to put the league on notice people are going to be like oh shoot like he did this against a lineup with justin turner cody bellinger max muncie all of these dudes like yo and 13 strikeouts that's nothing that's nothing to mess with man i do have a question for you guys though uh what did you guys think about the uh like what do you guys think about players weekend in general and what do you guys think of the jerseys? I think I know we were all in agreement that the Yankees one was uh was was really cool. But what do you guys think of like the the player nicknames on the back and then just the all black and all white jerseys for the for the teams over the weekend? Okay, I like players weekend. I love the idea. Like I think it's dope. The Yankees jersey was nice. I just don't like the idea of like they just go, all right, here's these generic ass jerseys for you guys. Um I, I feel like it should be different by team. Honestly, what I thought at first might have worked was doing like um the NFL has their color rush jerseys. I, it felt like those jerseys was inspired by the color rush. If you like, that's yeah, kind of just like black and white. Like, yeah, they they do it that's for each team, you know. Right, and and us us all being Yankee fans, I think that it we can agree that it's it's a little bit refreshing seeing names on the back of the Yankee jersey and like just the all black jerseys. Yeah. Like that's just it's just like that change right there just makes us like. Yeah, the Yankees don't do change well. Yeah, the Yankees don't really like they don't do alternate jerseys really. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was I, I think it's dope that they do it. I think it was cool seeing um Dave Roberts. He was wearing the Fear of God Nikes. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it was they was they were show, showing him on there. I think it's it's definitely cool for the players and for the managers. You should have told us where his earrings. Right. They should let Chapman wear his earrings for next year's play of the weekend. <laughs> but I think they need to be a little bit more creative with it. Like John's had has said, they just need some color. Like, uh, like it don't make sense. Like, for example, like why are the Rays wearing plain white jerseys or the Astros wearing plain black jerseys? It's just like, come on now. Like you could like freak it out a little bit. Like, you know, their colors is like orange and like whatever else, like, yo, or at least do some accents or something like yeah. coloring, like the Jersey numbers or like, at least like the, cause they need to do like a city edition Jersey. I, I don't want to transition into the Mets just yet. So I was actually at the Mets and Braves game on, on Friday, the 14 inning game. And it had the, um, the white, the white and the black jerseys, but you know, from the stands, you can't see, you know, the names on the back of the jerseys. You can't see it. Cause it's mm. like, because it's just all white and all and all black. Like yeah. I know Pete Alonso is polar bear, but anyhow, I'm just saying because I actually got to see it in in person during plays weekend. Yeah, I like the black on certain teams. Uh, I thought the white wasn't good at all, only because like it's hard to see everything, hard to see numbers, hard to see who's in the game. Could the pitcher uh, not wear a white hat? And, yeah, pitchers yeah, they, they, can't they, they wear white they hats. Wear the black hats. Which makes no sense in itself because, all right, if you're going to lose the ball in the hat, wouldn't you lose it in the jersey and the pants too? Yeah. Like, because the ball crosses, you know, the sight line. But I don't know. I, I think the, the the cleats were cool. I like the cleats. Uh, also, the, the bats, like, having different color bats. I know Didi had, like, a green bat. 
uh, Tyler Wade tried to use his uh, silver bet, and the ump was like, nah, 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 nah. Well, I want to talk about the Mets for like a couple wait, seconds. I, know we that, I, I want to talk about the umpires. Wait, I want to know what y'all opinion was on that in the game two of the Dodgers series. So that whole scenario that happened when uh, Garner in the slide and then uh, Glaber was on his way home. What do y'all think about that? That was a clean slide. Even the dude who got hit said it was a clean slide. He played it well. Everything was good. And you got to play that shit out, man. Like, you've seen players run into each other and get hurt. They got to play the shit out. It, let's say it's two players just colliding for a fly ball. You got to play that out if it's clean. Like, there was, like you know what I mean? It was a clean play. Everyone knew it was clean. You got to play the shit out. And then we go to extra innings. Even outside of that, freaking Glaber Torres... The MLB even talked about it after the fact and said, yeah, time shouldn't have been called there. And it's even even so, it's like, yo, he's already halfway to, to home plate. And the yeah. umpires are talking about, oh, we call time. Like, that's just. That's bullshit. And we still had the bases loaded with with one out. So I'm not going to, you know, that that's on our fault yeah. for, for losing. In, we had two bad at bats right after. But I just don't. I think the whole dynamic of the game would have changed had that happened. So. Yeah, that, and then just um, last night, I don't know if you guys saw, but, like, the things with the Bucks and the, the home plate umpire was just cheeks. Like, yeah. started with the big-ass strike zone, and then that was it fairly, and then switched up halfway, and then was like, you know what, I'm going to go back. Some people are getting mad. They're like, yo, pick one. Like, he got hit in the face with a glove, which was hilarious. Oh, that, that, that joint was dumb That's funny. funny. <laughs> but then the whole yo. thing with um with Garen, the Garen, or whatever his name is. Yeah, Garen. Um with his box shit like that was just pure comedy like just in the sense of how off base they were but they're like that's a book and it's like all right does the same thing no no no, it's not a book like how do you make your pitcher throw warm-up pitches in the middle of an at-bat to be like hmm is he doing it on purpose or is that just his pitching motion i don't want to say it the ump's out for us but yeah no that's what it feels like Ruining yeah. the whole, and I feel like after the whole thing with Guardy, like and just the whole team in general rallying behind it, they're just like this. This whole season, like from Aaron Boone arguing with umpires so like that, it, I do agree. Like, it just feel like umpires are feeling the type of way, but let's not make us some bad goals. Like, so just like, just like if if uh if a uh, pitch is gonna get mad about bat flips, stop giving up so many home runs. Right. But that's like a that's another old school mentality when it comes to baseball is that you have to be classy, you have to be this, you have to be that. I'm not really buying it. But anyways, what I wanted to tell y'all, um, so there's this new Twitter page that I follow. It's called Umpire Auditor. I just sent it to y'all. For everybody that's listening that actually cares about baseball, it's real funny to follow because it shows like every like miss call, miss strike or ball call that a um that an umpire calls throughout throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And it get it highlights like the worst of the worst. It's so it's so funny to see it because it's just like, yo, these are some of the most ridiculous balls and strikes ever ever called. And I want y'all to watch it later so y'all can see this joint. But yeah. And um I will say that like it's part of the game. I think robotic umpires would kind of ruin the shit. Like, yeah, honestly, all you can really ask for is consistency. It is part of the game, but it's like when when things are like, you know, it's too bad. It's like if you're playing pickup basketball and it's like, all right, call your own fouls. We don't call no bitch fouls. You know what I mean? Like when mm-hmm. things are extra, you call it. But it's like, it, it's a bit much. But um, yeah, all right, let, let's transition to the Mets and them to talk about baseball a bit. Yeah, the Mets had a weird ass week. They so they got swept by the Braves, but right before that, they swept the Indians, which is yeah. who you put the series with two and two. But um, 
it's crazy because they even lost again tonight. But then again, Philly lost tonight. The Nationals lost tonight. The, the wild card race is basically the same as it was last week. The Mets are still two games behind. No, they're three they, now. They're three. They're three games behind now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like, oh, yeah, right, right, right. But they, they got to start winning games. And the key with the Mets is that they got the starting pitching. I went to City Field on Friday, and I saw DeGrom pitch a great game. He had 13 strikeouts. But they only scored one run, and he was the one that hit the one run. He had a home run that, you know, that made the game 1-1. The game went 14 innings, and they just couldn't get it done. They have bases loaded in multiple innings and just couldn't. It's just that's going to be what happens. Even tonight, they lost five, They lost 5-1 to one to the Cubs. At the end of the day, for as much as they have the starting pitching, if they don't have any hitting, what's going to come out of it? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's been the case all like not even all year it's been the case forever of the Mets and it finally felt like you got some young like hitters but now it was really crunch time and I, I what do you want to do you want to call it like a rookie wall or just like people just aren't used to actually them being competitive this late in the season or whatever it is like you got to score to win games like that's, that's what it comes down to they're so close and I want them to make it so bad but it's like dude JT, I mentioned Felix Hernandez earlier, and the thing about Felix Hernandez, he was a dude with a really low ERA, but his wins would just be trash because he never had any run support behind him. That's the same exact thing with Jacob DeGrom. DeGrom is literally the best pitcher in the National League, and if he was on the Yankees, he probably would have 20 wins by now. Yeah, right. Right. But the thing is, is that they just can't get any run support. You would think that him being the best pitcher is like, all right, y'all, we need to bring the best today. It's like the opposite happens. Last year, 10 and 7, but won the Cy Young. Anyways, the Mets, they have a lot of critical series coming up. They uh they're in the middle of the Cubs series, lost the first game of that. Then they got Philly, and then they got Washington, and then they got Philly again. So they got, you know, they they have to beat these teams that are in front of them. Otherwise, you know, their playoff chances are just gonna continue to dwindle. I want them to make that wild card spot, and they're so close. Like it's now is not the time for that run support to be to be slacking. Like the way it's been, yeah. There's not much else to say. It's just you know, Mets got to score. They just got to get it done. Yeah, they just got to get it done. Crunch time of the season. Like, how badly do you want? Yep. Shout out, shout out, Pete Alonso because he just broke the um national. He broke the not the national. He broke Mets the record. Mets record. Mets Mets record for for home runs. So yeah. he's all time single se- single season. Uh, home run leader for the franchise, which is yeah, pretty, which rookie. is great, which is great as a rookie. That's that's amazing to me. That just gives into their fucking history of uh, not scoring runs. <laughs> but um, yeah. JT, you got any commentary on the Mets? Uh in terms of the Mets, it is it was very uh perplexing. I understand why it's hard being a Mets fan because you get the highs of all right them winning like what fifteen of sixteen and then them going up against the the Indians and sweeping them right and you're feeling good. You're like all right yeah yeah we out here you know all we got to do is take maybe one maybe two against you know the Braves and we're we're Gucci and they get swept and I think the worst loss came uh the the the, the one that when that ended the series, the two one loss where um Josh uh Donaldson hit two home run two solo home runs to win the game. And it's just like as a Met fan, what can you do? I mean, I think it was a good ride. Long story sure, I think everything is just the icing on the cake at this point. Uh if they do end up sneaking into that second wild card, I don't expect them to really do anything. 
mm-hmm. in in the playoffs. But if they don't, you know, even and even even if they don't, you know, it was a good ride, and you retool for next year. So you kind of think it's a wash either way. It, either way, you're just happy that it's you know you appreciate the good times. Don't be uh don't be sad that it's over. Just be happy that it happened. You sound like you're breaking up with the Mets. <laughs> I'm praying for them. I still got them getting in some way somehow, but yes, yeah, it's not me. It's I you. Mean, yeah, you made that uh that lukewarm take last week. Yeah, it was like it, it it's getting a little warmer now. Now yeah, that now now now, now, that, swept. now now that they're approaching mediocrity again. But what I will say is that they still playing with a lot of heart. I think they just needed like they just need to get motivated again. I don't know what what it's gonna take, but they just need, they need to, to like call someone up who just has like a Luke Void moment. <laughs> they just I, I think what what needs to happen is they just need some yeah that 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 would be nice, but they need somebody to just to just come back yeah like I'll come back off the injured list like Dom Smith Dom Smith came back and started killing for them that would be great or if even even Jed Lowry came back and started you know doing what he was like what he used to do in it um, American League Jed. Yeah, that's, ter- that's a terrible name. All right. Well, that did feel like we covered everything we needed to on sports. Yeah, let's just head into uh, some anime book club then. Sounds about right, man. Subaru. Let me tell you about this man, Subaru. Yo. Uh-oh. So, so all right. So, <laughs> Wait, so, to preface, we are on part three of anime book club now. For this week, we had to do episodes eight through 11 of ReZero. Uh, if you guys haven't been ca- following along with us, Go on, catch up. Spoilers ahead. Moss? So, all right. So, early in the week when I hit y'all, and I was like, yo, Subaru really gets me so mad. So, I <laughs> thought he died again. I thought he died again. So, that's why I was like, yo, I know they're not about to start this whole shit over. But thankfully, they they say, they saved him. And I thought it was cool because we got a lot of character development. Kind of what I thought, but not really with who I thought. So, I thought that they was going to really, like, start talking about Roswell and like more about him, but we learned a lot about Rem and Ram and I thought like Mm -hmm. it gave me a different perspective of like who they are. Mm -hmm. So just a quick recap. Uh, So basically in these episodes, um, we finally find out how everyone's been dying. Turns out that the, uh, the puppy was cursing everybody and that's how, uh, I said Subaru was dying and then Rem and all that stuff. Then we see, um, Rem's powers come out. We get some backstory, like you said, uh, demons, uh, Ram being the actual supposed to be like the better, stronger sister and that whole relationship. And also just um, Subaru actually making it t- through the this checkpoint, it seems like. Yeah, I think that's what that's what it seemed like. He kind of he kind of finesse his way through. I thought it was pretty dope that they dedicated a whole episode. I'm, I'm like all over the place, but I, I think it's dope that they dedicated a whole episode to Ram and Ram. Just talking about like everything, kind of like what John was touching on. And the most interesting part about it was that like, yo, Rem needed to not not Rem. Ram needed to learn how to be more like Rem in order to like you know fit in in, in the mansion. Yeah, and I think that's like, damn, like it, like the role reversal is real there. It, it makes you feel some type of way from when um they first get introduced, and then Super is just like, so let me get this straight. So you're good at cooking cleaning and all that stuff and it goes what are you good at like looks at rem like aren't you supposed to be good at everything else like everything that she's not good at and then it's just like all right she's just literally better than you at everything anyway 
So what, right. what is your purpose? Like it defeats the purpose of like maids that you know me seeing the situation of twins, you know me seeing the situation. So it's like getting a backstory was just like Ram was the prodigy. And then now, you know, which is called fucking shit up. But yeah, a lot of yeah, characters. Yeah. Also, um, the one thing I do want to point out was uh this is the first time you see Rem, you know, kind of sacrifice herself a bit for Subaru. Like if you guys remember when um when they first are dealing with the dogs and she pushes him out of the way, yeah, and on um, oh, like yeah. landslide hits her, mm. right? He's talking about this is right before uh he comes back into the into the frame and then like then the dogs start attacking him. Yeah, right before he pushes her out, so yeah. she pushes him out of the way um when when he's holding the kid out of like the landslide, right? Like, he pushes her out of the way, the dog. Yep, I remember. I mean, you know what? I just going back. I know Miles has his uh, you know, personal vendettas against Subaru, but how about uh, let, let's give it up for Subaru figuring out, you know, and doing detective work and figuring out that the dog was the thing that was cursing everybody because he came up with the plan of all right, like all right, I'm gonna ask Beatrice, yo, how do how do these curses happen, right? And mm -hmm. Beatrice is like, oh, they gotta touch you, and he's like, all right, bet. So next time I'm in the town, I'm gonna have everybody touch me on different spots. And then I'm going to have Beatrice expose the spot that's got cursed. And then he sees on his hand, oh, that's where the dog bit me. I thought that was brilliant detective work by Mr. Subaru. So uh, <laughs> shouts to him. Um, it only took him like six tries, but okay. That's 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 fine. Is All right. I mean, I'd like to see how well you do in this situation. Yeah, you don't think you you don't think I can figure out how to live my life correctly after returned by death six times? And then you got to figure out that, oh, and then like, all right, so then you got to figure out, oh, wait, something in here is killing me and it's killing other people. He literally said, I did everything right. And that's when Rem died. So he was like, dang, I got to start from scratch. Oh, he, shit. Here we he, go again. Basically, that's <laughs> Yo, that's, that's that, <laughs> every every time wasted. Oh, shit. Here we go again. And it's like every time he wakes up, you're like, oh, man, did he did he die? Like, is he waking up? going back to the That's start again panic like i'm like like i'd be i'd be worrying i'm like dang like i hope he didn't die because all this would be for nothing starting uh, to get stressed out yeah i'd be stressed out for him but <laughs> but first of all why is the puppy like just this whole demonic thing controlling all the other dogs like because that's that's the shaman right the shaman yeah. is controlling yeah. the dog mm -hmm. and that's yeah. where the curses come from yeah that that was, that was wild and then I mean, I know I, I know I'm jumping to the uh, the last episode that we had to watch, but my man's uh, Roswell coming in, swooping in like, ooh, ha ha, Gawa, yeah, he started bugging. I was I was just mad because he was like, hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, <laughs> like nothing, like like it was nothing. Like he popped hey. up like Goku, like oh man, you guys are almost dead. Like damn, what y'all been doing here. over here? <laughs> Did you guys need help? Is that, is that what's going like, on? I just happened to be in the neighborhood and I saw y'all was fighting. I heard you guys there. screaming. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to make sure everything was okay. Uh, I, I need to know the extent of Roswell's power because my, you saw how my man jumped up and flew when he <laughs> left the mansion and then came through and took out all the uh, witch fiends like it was nothing. No, nah, no. Nah, that's, that, that, that's a powerful man right there. That's a D. Orochi. Or Orochi Maru's second cousin is wilding right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie, bro. He's a wild dude. He, yo, Roswell is, is got like I'm very scared to see like what he's about. Like when he, like I already know he's going to like that boss fight. Whoever got to fight him, I feel bad for them, bro. <laughs> it's the dragon. He said at the end of the episode, yeah, "I'm about yeah. to fight this dragon." All right, 
also at the end of that episode, oh, I don't know if you guys picked man. up. So is is my man's Roswell piping Ram? Cause like, what's going <laughs> on here? Yeah, he my, basically my, said that ass is mine. <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> he was like, he was like, I'm sorry, I couldn't be here to give you attention. And I was like, wait, 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 what's going on here? Whoa, whoa, Kobe Bryant, let's slow it down, <laughs> pump the brakes. R. Kelly, what's going on here? <laughs> like, that's how you're gonna have to hit your girl when you come back from Miami. She's what you didn't talk to me the whole trip, and you're gonna be like, I'm sorry. I wasn't Sorry. here to give <laughs> nah, I just like because like because she references like that one like fiery night or whatever like that. But I think it's uh that 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 that, that in itself is going to be an interesting to dive into that story arc of like all right, well why did he? They're twins, so why did he choose Ram over Rem? Well, you, know? you peep like in the in the in the joint. He was like, well, I own your body, whatever, whatever. He says I, it's something along those lines. And then, like you see that, like he moves, moves, moves a forehead, and then you see where the where the um the horn that she used to be. I yeah. feel like it got something to do with that. Oh, true, because he was replenishing her mana, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also just feel like um, Ram was the the one who was always leading up until she had her horn removed. So Rem still looks up to her and is still kind of following along and trying to follow her lead to an extent. Even though, as much as Ram is like, I need to learn how to be normal from Rem, Rem is still like, that's my big sister. She's responsible. She can do anything. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, she's still the leader of the two, I would say. Because at the same time, like, he, she always gets the first responsibility at the house when Roswell leaves. And, you know, whenever Ram is just like, hey, Rem, like, this is, like, these are kind of my orders. Like, this is what I think. Like, can you just do it or, like, go along with it? Rem's just like, okay. Yeah, I think it. I, the, the the origin story was was crazy. How yeah. like they tried to kill them, and then they were like, "Nah, it don't work like that, Playboy." Then they, you know, grow up together, and yo, you know what it reminded me of? Wow. Low key in Naruto with um, let's say Sasuke's village. No, from like all the way in the before time, the Sage of Six Paths, his sons. Oh, um, oh, um Ashira and um, ah. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, right. Isn't yeah, how like Asha and Asher, something like that. But like how one brother like was like figured out like ninshu and like was able to do all like cool things, and like the other the younger brother was you know kind of lagging behind, but still looked up to him. It kind of like oh, in the beginning, Indra. Indra, Indra, yeah, Indra and Asher, Indra, and, yeah, right. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of like their like their relationship and like how one brother was like more gifted than the other at certain mm-hmm. things. Uh, but I mean, obviously the the, the two things are, are are different. But that like their relationship kind of like reminds me of that. And even like when uh, I think it was Ashira kind of turned evil, you still saw like the the bond, the uh, sibling bond that they shared was like really really powerful. And I think that's one some one of the things that that strikes me in this show is mm-hmm. even though. Um, you know, like, uh, what do you call it? Rem could have had, you know, contempt and, you know, you know, disdain for, for Ram because she was so gifted and everybody liked her. And like, even the parents, like when, uh, Ram saved her from the fire in the, in the forest, you're like, oh, you guys are both okay. And then Rem was like, dang, like I was the one in danger. Like, <laughs> why are y'all not worried that happy that I'm okay? Like Ram wasn't even there to for real, for real, but. Yeah. I feel so bad that they cut her head, cut her, uh, her hair, her horn, her, her horn off. I was like, damn. Oh, yeah. Odu came up out of nowhere and was like, slice. 
Yeah, Damn. I love I love doing this, especially after like hearing your predictions last week, and then Miles and you were like, "Yo, I really like that story about the ogres." You know, I pay attention to the little things. And this is the other <laughs> thing, you're like, I pay attention to the little things. I think it's foreshadowing. This is gonna be important later on, <laughs> bro. It still might be. You think about the it concept. Could. You, I was thinking about this earlier, right? I was thinking about with the with the red ogre and the blue ogre kind of like Rev and Ram. What do you mean it might be? Yo, all it right. Well, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, you know what? Whatever. I'm not even. I, you know, cool. Well, I was right. I, I was, was right. Giving, I was giving you credit, and then you're oh, like, giving me no, credit. It's, oh. it might be. So you just disregarded. Nah. All right. Whatever. But I appreciate. I appreciate the credit, John. Thank you yeah. so much. <laughs> but um, oh, one of the things that I really want to bring up was, uh, and this can go into like this was one of my favorite parts, and like one of the the reasons, another reason why um, I think this anime excels over other ones is uh the like the way they display the emotion like the scene in episode eight where he's crying in her lap after it's like yes i like leading that. up to yeah. that where it's just very him, like, very human element as soon as puck very just, you go yo his insides are not matching up with his out and it's just like him trying to be like oh i'm happy go lucky everything's okay and it's just it's him just like i feel sick i feel sick and it's like I feel like that's so real and that's so like that that definitely hits people like home for so many people. I feel like JC JC said it best. Is is a is a very human element. I think we all been in that position where like yeah. we've just been so down and so like not even wanted to to talk and to anybody. Make people worry. Yeah, like, right. You I, just you just going through the motions. Yeah, you yep. don't want to make people worry, so you're just out here like, no, no, I'm good. Like, don't worry. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I did remember doing that like right before I graduated too uh i was in i think it was in my room and i just started i just burst out into tears uh and it like it was weird because like i didn't cried in like years yeah. and like up until then i'm just like all right yeah i'm happy you know oh yeah, lucky like i'm like you know all like this stuff is like dang i'm really graduating i don't have a job but it's like all the things like friends are moving away and like things like that i'm like mm -hmm. dang like you try and be happy but it's like dang i'm kind of sad inside sometimes you gotta let it out but i like that about uh <laughs> she was like, yo, why 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 did uh Amelia kind of make it hot? She was like, yo, yo, don't you like relax, B. Come on. Like, don't even look at me. Don't make it hot. I'm not, bro. Even, I'm not even supposed to be doing this, but like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. And then I love how they were teasing him. They were like, he's like, I have a request. And he goes, It's it's the lap. They're like, it's the He lap. wants to lay on the lap. Yeah. That shit. But um all like all that, like I just feel like it was so fire. Like, cause you like that human element, everyone I feel like I relate to it to some extent. And then just like the actual thing, that's why I always tell people like I, Miles. I know you said you're watching both, like sub and dub, but to me, it's like I obviously don't know what the dub is, but like I just know that the they just do a, such a good job, like the voice actors for the sub, like hearing that pain in his voice, even though yeah. I can't understand what you're saying, but I could feel the emotion through it. Mm -hmm. You know what was crazy, and I will you'll never hear me say this about any dubbed anime, like even Yu Yu Hakusho, like that show is that's probably like one of my favorites and I, I i prefer to watch it subbed every time mm -hmm. with this i feel like the english voice actors are actually pretty good uh, i'm not like are, I, there there are good dubs out there like yeah I believe that hell, hell yeah there just, are. There, there's just not a, a whole lot of them but okay i i do i i'm probably gonna end up watching it um that makes you feel good because then i have a better chance of getting angry to watch it if the mm -hmm. dub is good yeah no like it's I love that scene, and it's like it's funny because um, me and my coworker we were talking about this the other day because it was like if if a customer like annoys me at work, like I'm very good at keeping a straight face and just kind of moving through it and keeping very neutral in my interaction. Yeah. But like for the people who know me, if they know us at work, 
if I'm starting getting tight with a customer, I kind of just grip the mouse. And like, you'll see me like grab the whole mouse and it's like, I could probably crush it in my hand. Yeah. And it was like yesterday, like after I thought that I was off and had to come into work. So I was super tight and I was just like, I really need like a stress ball or something. Cause I want to crush something. He was like, yeah, he was like, you know, you're very tactile when you're stressed. And then he was like me on the other hand, I actually internalize everything. And then I get a stomach ache. And literally that was all I was thinking was when he's like, I feel sick. I feel sick. And then he throws up and then I'm just like, all right, well it's good. But yeah, no, that was, that was super good. Yeah. Uh, also, I was like kind of thinking this. I noticed that, you know, Subaru uh, and and Rem kind of have way more interaction than any other character uh, in the show. Do you think there's going to be anything like, uh, I don't know. I know I know Subaru is like transfixed on uh, Amelia, mm-hmm. but do you think there's like the possibility that maybe Rem, like as crazy as it sounds, would develop any type of uh, romantic feelings if she's even capable of that? Hmm, um, TT, you're switching up a little bit after how determined you were that Subaru is going to end up with Amelia. Like- no, no, no. But I, that's why I said I didn't. I didn't say that Subaru would have those feelings. I'm saying uh, if Rem would develop those feelings, you know, for Subaru because he's like the only one that's like actually listened to her and like talked to her and like encouraged her as like a person and actually told her that she's worth more than just being Rem's uh, replacement. Mm. Okay, yeah, sure. I, I see on y'all. Okay, oh. I see. Mm, okay, I see where you're going with this. So, I'll I'll use an example of um, y'all hear me refer to Yu Yu Hakusho like more than more than anything. But with Yusuke, what he his relationship with the with the angel that had brought him back, it was very similar to like how Rem's relationship is with. Uh, with 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 Subaru, but it all ends up. I don't want to say like, at in the end they all end up with like the you know the person who they want to end up with. But nine times out of ten, that's usually that's usually how 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 you think it's gonna happen is how it happens. Like, cause Yusuke he ends up with Kazuma. That's a girl that liked him throughout the whole show. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how how it went. You know, regardless of like whatever relationship you know forms, mm-hmm. I guess. But I don't know. This show is mad unpredictable. So for all we know. In one in one reality, Rem and Suru might end up together, and then they might just get killed, <laughs> and then restart. Might go back two years. You said two years. I'm crying. Hey, I don't know. Years. Listen, I, we don't know how long you check. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. Oh man, no, John, John what's your take? Uh, I can't give a take. Oh, you're right. You can't because you uh you're conflicted. Uh yeah, but it's just, it's interesting to hear you guys talk about it. Yeah. It's lit. Wait, also, like, uh, the one thing that did kind of a little bit confuse me, I didn't, I didn't really, like, pay too much attention, but uh, I think it was maybe, like, episode 9 or 10, I forget. Mm-hmm. But it was it was right before Puck said that, oh, yeah, Subaru's, like, dying inside. Like, he's, like, he's not as happy as he seems. They were, like, fighting oh, over, cool. like, like, who Amelia likes oh, more yeah. or something like that. And my thing was, like, wait, why would Puck, like, how could that involve Puck at all? Like, isn't he just supposed to be, like, her spirit guide or something like that? Like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't get that. Because I know Puck is a guy, even though, like, he, like in the in the sub, I, I just assumed he was it, it was a girl because just the way the voice was, how high-pitched mm-hmm. it was. But like, I, I didn't get that. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's something. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. <laughs> um, I thought that spirits was neutral, but I guess I yeah, know. same. I just thought it was supposed to be like just a guide for her, protects her, and like 
gives her power, but that's about it. Mm. Puck's a... <sighs> Let's see. Puck's an interesting character, and it's like, I do feel like it's more like, um, to me with Puck, it feels more like a parent. It feels more like um, where it's like, you know, when a parent is like has a kid, and the kid's like, mommy, like, I want to marry you when I grow up or whatever. Like, shit like that. And then Puck's just playing along. And also, I just love, like, his interaction with Subaru. So, I, to me, it just felt like he was playing along with it. So, it's like, I don't know, like, Puck's relationship is just really strange in that sense. Right. But I thought that scene was funny. Because it's like, it's also, Amelia's just like, oh, stop. And then I loved how he literally was just like, he's, she's like, I love, well, she's like, I love Puck the most and Puck loves me the most. And then Subaru's just like, where do I fit in? And I know it's like, he tried to seem like, it was like, oh, this is a witty remark. But inside, he was just like, <sighs> it is. I can't I can't wait to till uh, I almost say Yusuke freaking Subaru. I can't wait until he starts learning like how to control his magic and use his magic because I, I think he's kinda kinda like how last episode I said he he's kind of a weakling. I feel like he's gonna end up getting strong. It's just a fact of when and a fact of what of where it's going to happen and how many times he's gonna die for him to like actually learn how to hone his strength. Yeah, my man's pulled out the the shamak. <laughs> so I was like, there are four different tier categories of the magic. He's like, I bet. He's like, what am I? They went darkness. He's like, what? What the fuck? That's not. That wasn't one of the four. Like, Although I, I feel like because if I found out that I was shadow and it was a rare thing, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's a lit. But I guess <laughs> no one just knows freaking shadow magic for him to learn. They were like, all right, you could probably learn this one. <laughs> It kind of reminded me of the Naruto, like how they have the the elements and like all that other stuff, mm-hmm. like the wind the, um, nature, the chakra he nature. Basically, yeah. He, yeah. he basically, he basically, yeah, definitely like a chakra nature. But what he what he has is basically like a genjutsu for real. Like yeah. that's the only thing is like yeah, he affect how affect like how people sees mm. and stuff and stuff like that. Whereas whereas like with the other elements that they have, the earth, air, wind, water kind of thing, it's like yeah. yo. I'm I'm trying to think like yo, this is kind of like Avatar too, if you think about it, because they got like those elements and people be really be like low key like Ram, like she was really like wind bending on. Think about it. <laughs> oh, that's a fact. Yeah, I was just getting ready to to pick the episodes for next week. I'm really excited because um, an episode of ReZero when this came out got nominated for like episode of the year. Word. The very yeah. next episode, or it's not the very next episode, but um. I'm pretty sure if I remember the episode number correctly, and I'm pretty confident I do. It's going to be the last episode that we would do. Copy. So right now, um, finish episode 11. So I want to do episodes 12 through 15. Bet. I feel like that, that's a good place to stop. And um, this one, I'm very excited for this next chapter. Like, yeah, very excited. Do we have any g- new general thoughts? Like new, uh, your overall perception of the series so far. I think, um, yeah, I'm I'm starting to favor the series a lot. Like Subaru, as much as I don't want to like him, he is. It's hard to not root. I guess because yeah, he's, he's, he's yeah. But it, it's good. It, it's it's funny though because I just know for a fact it's just like I know he's gonna fuck up because I know he's gonna die again. <laughs> like, so, like, I think that makes it even easier to root for him because this is like, all right, well, no matter how many times like I do, I know he's gonna end up dying, so it's okay. It, that's it's a little different than watching like other other animes. So, mm-hmm. 
I think my my favorite part was um well for without this string of episode I think it was when they like Rem and Rams like character development yeah because that was just a lot that was like a lot of backstory that I need I'm like yo who are these mysterious ass people who the hell how the hell did they end up working in a in a mansion like mm-hmm. but I got everything I needed yeah also um a thing that like I've been really enjoying um is I just love his back and forth with Beatrice oh yeah love yeah, it she, yeah that that that's pretty funny. Like just her character in general, and like the way they have them going, where kind of like she's she's an a an adult child. Um, <laughs> just her. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out. Is she like supposed to be like? Because I think she's like nine. Yeah, I feel like, like she's just one of those characters where it's like she doesn't, but she stayed at like age. She doesn't like age, right? Fifteen or something. Yeah. you know what I mean. Well, 15 so she so she's really like two hundred and fifty years old, but yeah, exactly some shit like that. Where it's like she's wise, but she's just a youth. Um. Yeah. Their interaction is hilarious. Like she's literally like, "Why should I even help you by removing this curse?" And then he's like, "Um, if I die, then Amelia's gonna be sad, and if Amelia's sad, it's gonna affect Puck, and you don't want Puck sad, right?" And she's like, "I had a guess." No, that was smart. That was yeah. she's like, she's like, "Fuck your logic." <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for next week. Um, shit, I'm gonna watch watch these episodes twice. But um, that's what, bro, that's what I do every week. <laughs> Um, yeah, because it, they, you watch it twice, so you don't watch it on the head. Also, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's part of the reason. Definitely do not go on ahead. You're gonna want to. I will say you're probably gonna want to. I'm not stopping in the, like the middle of a story, like of a, a story progression in this. Um, at that point, you're gonna want to though. But also, you're gonna need like some space, some breathing room. So it's it's a good thing that we're breaking it up by week here. But um, oh, yeah, man. next week episodes 12 through 15 finish through 15 guys and yeah i feel like this is good i'm man i love this shit it's like we're having really good conversation all right let's wrap this up guys um that is the end of episode four of the sorry toby sports pod to all of those that uh tuned in just want to thank y'all for being loyal to us and uh, we got some more NBA, NFL, MLB, ABC coming to y'all next week. Um, stay tuned for the next week's podcast. And uh, gentlemen, y'all have a good night. Uh, it's been a pleasure. This makes me happy. Um, yeah, catch me at um, Fender Normal on Twitter. Shout really on my Instagram. You can find it. And follow Star Topic Sports everywhere. And we're working to get us on some more podcast platforms to make it easier to get out to you guys. We are in that process. YouTube channel coming soon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you already know the vibes. Your boy JT, Justin Transition. You can follow me, J underscore Thomas underscore uh, 24. That's the Twitter. Don't worry about the Instagram. Where can they read your articles, my guy? Oh, you can read my articles. Um, Elite Sports uh New York dot com, uh Jetsmaven.com, WBLZ Media, Clutch Points, Nets Republic, nothing but Nets. Uh yeah, I'm all over this. I'm all over it. I'm not doing a lot of basketball right now, uh, just because you know it's kind of dead right now. But football, I'm getting these football things out. I'm actually in the midst of writing one right now. So uh yeah, y'all stay tuned for that. <laughs> all right. Love you guys. See you next week.